that um, the uh, praise singers come down and sit out here so that I won't be uh, tempted to turn around and preach to them. They've been telling me I've been turning around and preaching to them and missing out on being face front in the cameras. So um, now I have an audience besides the puppets. We do have puppets out here and they were trying to help me. Some of the, the uh, young men <coughs> uh, tried to help me with some of the puppets to uh, keep my eyes front. But it is good to be able to feel the presence of the Lord and to be able to feel the touch of the Holy Ghost. And I will tell you, if you could be here, you would have felt the Lord. And I know you're feeling him through <coughs> your... Uh, computer or phone or whatever you're logged on to, you're feeling uh, the presence of Almighty God. And I, I am here to tell you that in fact uh, the Lord is very real and he is um, very much uh, in this place. We started out this morning and I was talking about the very fact that uh, the Lord uh, wants us to pray according to his will. This is one great weapon that we have. And the fact that we can pray uh, our Father, which art in heaven, and that we know who he is. And I mentioned in Luke how the Bible says that we should deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow him. And I know when you look at that phrase, deny myself, what does that mean? What is it that I have to deny myself? And, and the list goes from A to Z because uh, sometimes that might mean that in your prayer life, as you begin to talk to the Lord, the Lord will uh, tell you to maybe miss a meal or maybe take an extra 10 minutes. Or it might be that you set your alarm an extra 15 minutes to get up early and, and take a moment to be personal and, and, and to uh, really read the Word of God and make the Word of God personal. And instead of just reading it in the, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, but saying, you know, Lord, you are my shepherd. And I, I, when I get to wanting, I've forgotten that you're my shepherd and making things personal. Or it could be as, as, as easy and uh, not easy. I say that. Uh, tongue in cheek as easy as when somebody uh, says something to you or treats you a certain way that you deny yourself getting back at them or you deny yourself responding to them angrily or you know when somebody does something to you that you know makes your flesh want to crawl and makes you want to get angry and frustrated that you deny yourself and you say oh Lord instead of uh, maybe cursing I want to make sure I have a blessing come out of my mouth because we are supposed to be able to give a blessing and I know that we talked about how we say those prayers I want to be a lifter I want to be an encourager and yet I will be honest with you whenever somebody does something to me on the freeway or when I, it doesn't my first response is not to be kind and not to wave and be polite and it's not to be sweet and yet I have to times deny myself and say Lord bless them and Lord touch them and strengthen them and so 
we pray then according to his will, giving thanks and in all things. And sometimes the denying myself might just simply mean, you know, something that I want to do. I want to do A, B, C, and I just stop. And I go, but Lord, what do you want me to do? And I, I just ask the Lord to help me. And I then talked about the first recorded prayer in Genesis, the 19th chapter, where Abraham prays and asks God for, uh, you know, if there's 50, if there's 40, if there's 45, if there's 30, if there's 20, if there's 10, and yet we know that the Lord knew there really weren't any that were there that were in fact righteous and even poor Lot. And I, the last verse I read was here in Second Peter, the second chapter in the seventh verse, where it says, and he delivered Lot, that, that just Lot, uh, and just Lot. Here it says, calls him just, that he was a good guy, and he yet uh, what had happened to Lot. You know, sometimes we use the phrase birds of a feather and, and that's true with all of us. We rub our shoulders uh, and we work around folks and we have kind of situations and then it becomes more important for me to make sure I take a bath in the presence of the Lord before I go home. Stop a moment before I walk in the door and say, Lord, wash me, cleanse me. I've been overrun by the world and things that are going on in the world and the things that I've been around and that we be careful what we say and who we talk to and who we listen to. Why? Because all of those things can have an impact on me and that's what Simon wrote in his book. He said that just lot vexed from the, with the filthy conversation of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. And of course the rest of that says the Lord knows how to deliver us out of temptation. And But the truth of the matter is we also have to be careful where we go and what we're around and we don't put ourselves and vex ourselves. You know if I am around somebody that's always talking about whatever whatever it is or I'm always getting the whatever it might be or somebody's always coarse and crude or or offering me a drink or offering me something that will destroy, I may have to back up a moment and say, wait a minute, you're going to influence me more than I'm influencing you. And what Lot didn't realize was that Lot was in fact vexed and his soul was being attacked and yet Unfortunately, that was the first prayer, the prayer according to the will of God. And I told you the second prayer is the polar opposite, is 180 degrees from the first prayer. The first prayer that I found recorded in the Bible is there in the 18th chapter of the book of Genesis where it has Abraham interceding, asking God to bless, to be merciful, to touch and that's what our prayer should be not just about give me but give us and so important amazing prayer unfortunately the second prayer is as I said the polar opposite and it's found though ironically in the very next chapter 
And you have to read the entire chapter to get a sense of what goes on. But the two angels that are going to go and destroy the city go and they talk to Lot and Lot tries to convince his sons-in-law that it's going to be destroyed. And because the angels have said, bring them here and, and they cause blindness and they, people in the town try to get, I, I mean, there's just a lot that you can preach about the first verses of the 19th chapter. But I want to focus on the prayer that Lot prayed because they tell Lot in the 19th chapter in the 17th verse and they say to Lot, you know what? You're going to have to leave and escape for your life. Don't look behind you. Don't stay in the plain, but run to the mountain lest you be consumed. Now Lot has already seen them perform a miracle and cause blindness whenever these men tried to come and attack the home and try to get these men out of the Lot's home. And Lot saw them as they then said, well, I'll give you my daughters. And Lot, they, Lot watched as he, these angels performed a great miracle. And yet now they tell Lot, Lot, you couldn't get your sons-in-law. You couldn't get your daughter. You have you and your wife and your two girls. It's all that's here. You need to leave. You need to escape. You need to run to the mountains because we're fixing to destroy this city. And then Lot prays his prayer. <laughs> oh, it's a horrible prayer. I hate to spend time, I guess, looking at it, but I think it, we need to look at it to show the difference in the two prayers. Lot said, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant have found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou showed unto me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold, now there's a city that's near me. If I flee to that one, and it's just a little one, Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not just a little one? We'll make sure you heard me now twice when I talked about it. it's just a little one. And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning these things also, that I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. Hmm. A total different prayer. And that's why we have to be careful how we pray. We want to make sure we're praying according to the will of God. Because if we're not careful, as I've said before many times, you can pray yourself into being sad and depressed. Oh God, why is this happening to me? What's going on in my life? It's not fair. This is too hard. I don't think I can take it. I don't think I have the strength. I don't know that I can make it. I don't know that it's possible. I don't think I can, I don't, I just don't think I can quit. I don't think I can stop. I don't think, oh God, why me? Yeah. It's not praying according to the will of God. It's not praying in faith. It's not praying according to what God has said. This is what Lot says. They tell him where to escape and yet Lot didn't want to climb a mountain. It's too hard. But, you know, if it, the Lord had told him, go to this mountain, guess what? The Lord's going to give you strength to make it. Right. Whenever somebody says, well, 
I, I just don't know. I, I know I should quit smoking. I know I should quit this. I know I should quit whatever, but I just don't think I, let me just tell you, if you know it and the Lord knows it and the Lord's taught, he's going to give you strength to do it. You don't have to worry. No, well, I just don't think it's, I think it's out of my realm of possible. No, it's not. And you see, what's sad is that Lot was really concerned about his own comfort and ease. He didn't ask, he asked for a city to be spared, not because he was praying for that city, but he was saying, I want to go there. His prayer sounds more like a whine and a whimper. <laughs> it sounds like, Wah. and I... I read Lot's prayer and I thought, boy, I wonder how many times I've whined to the Lord. And I thought, oh God, forgive me. I'm going to quit whining. Help me, Lord. I want to stop, <laughs> you know. You know, they used to do this, you know. What's that? Well, that's the world's smallest violin or something, you know, playing you a sad song or whatever. Or, uh, you know, what's the... Somebody sometimes will say to you, you want some cheese with that wine? You know, whatever the little sayings that we have to go along with it. But how many times in my prayer life have I, oh God, I don't understand. I don't know. Whenever the Lord is wanting me to pray, thy my Father, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You're holy, you're powerful. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You are able to do anything and everything. Lord, you are able. I know in whom I believe and he is able. I am not here alone. I am not here forsaken. I know my God is able and he's wanting me to pray with a little more power and of and I come out with a wine I you know and that's what lot sounded like oh God well I don't know Lord and yet here he identifies and, and twice it says once in parentheses but he says now hi let me go to that city it's just a little one you know it's not it's not a big city and then he said you know my, my soul, he, he used the phrase back there, he said, my soul shall live. I, I just want to tell you, Lot doesn't know what is best for his soul, and I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but I can tell you, you the enemy will trick you into thinking you know what's best for your soul. And you don't know what's best for your soul if it's not according to the Word of God. Because it's the Word that tells us what is best for our soul. I've seen more than one time that I've vexed my own soul by things that I've done or said or not done. And I've said, oh Lord, and you remember the Bible says in Psalms, they lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent. You know, sometimes everything that I ask for, if I don't say, Lord, if it's your will. Oh, but if I just had a husband, a wife, a child, if I just had a new car, a new this, if I had that, Lord, I'd be happy. Oh, 
I know if my child were well, if this happened, if this was perfect, if I had the perfect husband, the perfect wife, if I had this, Lord, it would be well. Let me tell you something. Sometimes if we're not careful, the Lord said, I can answer a request to the leanness of your soul. In other words, that it really is not good for you. It used to be, I heard one time somebody say, Brad Rowe wrote a book, Can You Stand Being Blessed? Because, you know, sometimes, oh, God, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job, give me a new job, give me a new job. I get the new job and I'm no longer in church. And you go, oh, God, what happened? Here it was. It was supposed to be a blessing. And yet it doesn't produce that in us. And so here, what, what the Lord, what Lot requested wasn't good for him. It's like the story in the New Testament of the man that decided to build barns and then bigger barns and, and he was going to build bigger barns and I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to make sure I got a good retirement and I got a good amount of money in the bank. And he said to his soul, that's what's so powerful and sad about the case when you read it in the New Testament. He said to my soul, take thine ease. You're okay now. Everything's set for life. But I want to tell you something. You can't save your soul. Only God can save your soul. What does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? So this is why in this hour, if we're going to pray according to the will of God, I'm here to tell you, we're going to have to pray, Lord, I want your will to be done in my life. I want your will to be done in my family. I want, Lord, I know what I want. I want them delivered. I want them set free. I want them this. I want them that. But more than anything, Lord, I want your will to be done. If you need to, if you need to get a hold of them and get their attention, Lord, let your will be done. That's how I've got to pray. God had commanded Lot to go to the mountains, but Lot said he'd be afraid something evil would happen to him. And yet, 1 John says, By this we shall know, we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and do what? Keep his commandments. Oh, Lord, I know you said I should give. I know you said I should pray. I know you said in your word that I should do this and that. But I, I just don't think that that's, I need to. Oh, you're making the biggest mistake you've ever made. He said, for his commandments are not. What? Grievous. John said, you know, if all of a sudden you feel awakened and a thought goes through your mind, I need to get up and pray for five minutes or I need to worship. It's three o'clock in the morning. I don't think I can do that. I don't want to bother. I, I don't want to oh, deny myself, find a way. His commandment is not grievous. It's not so hard. Oh, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And what Lot said was, he said, I just want a little bit of that city. He was not raised in a city. He had been raised back with the shepherds and the sheep and he had left Abraham and yet just a little one. And we know a little sin. What is the old saying? One bad apple spoils. Oh, 
well, I know the Lord wants me delivered, but I've got this one little issue here I don't want to talk about, and I, I'll leave that on alone, and I won't. I'm going to just tell you, whenever the Lord whom the Son has set free, he wants you free. I don't care if it's stuff that you've been doing in secret. He wants to get down in your secret business. If it's stuff that's got, he wants it. To, he wants to set you free totally. He is not interested in you holding on to a little bit of it. Oh, this last verse and I'm through and I appreciate you watching and being online, but Hebrews starts out, seeing we are so compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. This Hebrews, the 12th chapter, is the continuation of the faith chapter in Hebrews 11, where he talked about all of those that have gone through all kinds of things, and now we got a button. We'll send you one. I survived COVID-19 2020. I don't actually have a button. But it's nothing compared to Hebrews 11. People sawing asunder and pulled apart and watched as things happened to their children. Huh? And he said, seeing we're so compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily beset us and run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. You say, how am I going to make it in this hour? Keep your eyes on him, unto Jesus. We've already said it tonight. The author and the finisher of our faith. But this next phrase is what I really want you to pay close attention to. All of that's good and all of that is worthy of preaching a long time on. But notice this next phrase where it says, who for the joy that was set before him, first word, endured the cross. Number one. Number two, despising the shame. In this journey for the next months or whatever it is, you're going to have to ask the Lord for special endurance to go through the denying and the cross and all those things that you have to endure and all of the stuff that you're going to have to endure. But in the meantime, stop despising the sin that caused all of this because I want to tell you something the Lord allowed it but we know sin is what ushered all of this stuff in and if you don't think for one moment and I know we've been studying Revelation with Hyphen and we're in the fifth chapter and if you don't think one day you ain't seen nothing yet having survived COVID 2019, COVID 19, 2020, is going to be nothing compared when the trumpets start blowing and the vials start being released and the horses start running. Oh God, I can't endure that. He said, if you can't run now, how are you going to run when the horses are released? Oh Lord, help us. I want to 
despise all the stuff that would somehow get my focus off of everything else and whine about me. God, give me a prayer of intercession like Abraham had. God, fill somebody, save somebody, touch somebody, bring somebody back, heal somebody. What are you doing? I know I pray for myself. I pray that God helps me. But more than anything, I need to be praying like Abraham, Lord. Not because of this, but let me tell you, I've got to keep my eyes on him lest I get weary and faint in my mind. Then he said, you haven't resisted so much that you've resisted unto blood. What are you saying? I'm saying that I know we've gone through a lot. I know our country's going through a lot and the world's going through a lot and it's unprecedented. And the things that we've seen and heard are unbelievable. But I'm telling you, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to be even much worse than this, which is why I want you to understand that I have to say to all of us, if there was ever a time for me to stay full of the Holy Ghost and stay prayed up and praying for somebody else, it's this hour. Why don't we do that right now? Where you are right now, where you're watching, if you'll just begin to pray, ask the Lord to touch, ask the Lord to fill you with His Spirit, ask the Lord.